Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Good to be in JS, Mississippi. My, my, my. You know, it sounds cliche, but I tell you, I, it's so wonderful to, to know that the Spirit of the Lord that I was in last Wednesday, just Wednesday night, back in Rotterdam, the Netherlands, is right here tonight. And I tell you, whatever you came needing, I believe we serve a God that is able to meet that need today. Praise the Lord. My, I have enjoyed that singing. That is, why don't we give that choir, all these singers, a great big thank you. And uh, I tell you, unless you're Charles Darwin, you know that just doesn't happen by accident. It took some uh, planning and organization. And so we honor the, the leadership, the ministry, all of those that put the effort and energy into making this wonderful, wonderful meeting so successful. And I have enjoyed thoroughly every moment of it. And I give honor to the, the pastor of this assembly, Brother Robinson, his family, all of the ministry here at this, uh, this assembly, and everyone that's made this possible. I say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. I've been encouraged, amen, by being with you, amen. And I, I, I'm telling you, I'm thankful the saints of the Most High God are here. I honor you, amen. Why don't you give yourself a great big hand, amen. You've been worshiping pretty good. Praise God. Everybody's been so kind. I've got such a nice basket, a comfortable room, all that made that happen. Thank you. I've enjoyed the word of the Lord from Brother Urshan last night so much. And uh, so, so much. That's what I believe. Amen. What links us together, though I may be from 5,000 miles away, uh, it's not that we, all, that we both sing Amazing Grace. Amen. What links us together is, Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one. You must be born of the water, the Spirit. You must love holiness, and you must live holiness. Uh, come on, and I'm glad. Come on, somebody said, somebody asked me, they said, well, how, how do you have revival in Holland? I said, well, you preach repentance of sins. You preach baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. You preach infilling of the Holy Ghost evidence by speaking in another tongue. And you preach holiness and separation. And it works. It is not limited to geographical locations. It's not limited to time. It, let me tell you something. The gospel works anywhere. It'll work at your high school. It'll work on your job. It works anywhere. He's just looking for somebody to preach it and to declare it. Uh, hallelujah. And I'm glad I, I'm with uh, believers and preachers of the gospel I honor Brother Goder, even though he's not here. All the ministries that are on this platform, I honor you. Thank you, great men of God that are here tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's turn quickly uh, to Luke chapter 19 and 35. Tell you what, last night was just into the depths of revelation. And I'm still enjoying that. And so we're just going to put a little cherry on top of that wonderful, wonderful meal tonight. And I just have, may, hopefully I can encourage somebody. To continue living for the Lord. And I believe that, that the Lord doesn't want to do that. I, I believe that. Demonstration for the Cox. I believe that. You know, praise is, is elementary. We, we, praising is so important. I want to talk to you about it tonight. And we must do it. For it brings the realization of God. Amen. As you begin to praise the Lord. As you begin to clap your hands. Even an atheist will say, Ooh, something is here. Something is here. It, it, and it's undeniable. It's realization. There's a God. Amen. Because he inhabits praise. Amen. However, there are some people that are content just to have realization. But then there is a call. Once there, we realize there's a God, we must move into the next dimension. And that is revelation. And so then you have to have preaching. For that brings the manifestation. That brings that brings revelation. There is a God. What does the God have for me? I need a preacher. You can't even have faith. You've got to have a preacher. Then, but let me tell you something. There's a lot of places that have good preaching. That are not having revival. Because good singing and good preaching, realization and revelation are not enough. You must then have the final one, and that is a demonstration. Amen? We've had a realization. We're about to get a revelation. But I'm not going to be satisfied until this camp meeting concludes with a demonstration of the power of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, somebody's about to be refilled with the, and filled with the Holy Ghost. 
I believe somebody walked in with chronic sickness and you can be healed in this meeting tonight. I still believe in healing. I said, I believe in holiness and I believe in healing. I believe everything in the Bible. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And they brought him to Jesus and they cast their garments upon the colt and they set Jesus thereon. And as he went, they spread their clothes in the way. When he was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a, a loud voice. For all of the mighty works they had seen, saying, Blessed be the King that cometh in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. And he answered, And said unto them, let's read this out loud together. I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. Amen. I want to talk just very quickly on the thought when stones cry out. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your word. Thank you for this wonderful meeting. How humbled I am that you've afforded me the wonderful opportunity. Lord, to speak to your people. I do not take it lightly or take it for granted, but Lord, I'm humbled. And I I cannot do this on my own strength. And so, Lord, I definitely need you to anoint me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet to deliver with confidence, but also to the best of my ability to the hearts and lives of men and women, boys and girls. I'm not satisfied to go home the same way I came. I don't want to go home the same way. Lord, but let there be something that convicts me, that stirs me, that challenges me. And Lord, change me. I don't ever want to be in your presence and leave the same way. I want to be changed by your word. In the wonderful name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Before you're seated, turn to somebody, amen, uh, and say, I don't want a stone to take my place. Uh, Praise the Lord. Brother Joe, I'm missing my stones. Uh, uh, Are they? Okay, lay them out across here, amen. Daddy, I can't see them. Oh, this is one good-looking pulpit. Amen. Brother Urshan was going to try to get it in his carry-on. Amen. I don't know if we can, I don't know if you... It's beautiful. You have a beautiful assembly, a beautiful building. My, aren't you blessed? J.S. Mississippi. Wow. I'm proud. This makes me proud to be Pentecostal. I'm glad I'm Pentecostal. Praise the Lord. You know, I believe that God has something for this evening, and I believe He has anointed me for this evening. I believe He has anointed me for tonight to do something through me in the lives of His people. However, I I do not believe that it is God's will for just me to be anointed. I believe God wants to anoint us. Amen. In Exodus chapter 40 and 9, he says, And thou shalt take the anointing oil and anoint the tabernacle and all that is therein. Everything in the tabernacle was to be anointed. I ask you tonight, what would happen if we all got anointed? For we have all been commissioned to go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We are all members of one body working together. Uh, and while my mouth is moving tonight, uh, in order there, for there to be productive sound uh, uh, to come out of my mouth, the rest of my body has to be in unity with my mouth. I may be the mouthpiece tonight, but in order for this service to yield forth production, there must be a unifying of the body of Jesus Christ in this house tonight. I want you to know tonight, it is not the responsibility only of the preacher tonight for us to have a move of God, but I believe it is the responsibility of the body to deliver the word of God for the hearts and lives of men and people women today. Uh, Hallelujah. Come on. If you go home tonight and say, I did not get much out of the sermon, my question would be this. uh, Well, how much did you put in? Because the truth is, if you don't get anything out, it's because you didn't put anything in. And the problem today is we have a lot of spiritual hobos. They have to be sung happy, preached happy. They need three octave changes to get them on their feet. 
If they don't have a revelatory truth about a fact they've believed in their entire lives, they're not going to stand up and clap and say, Amen. This is not a new spirit. It's been in the church since they came out of Egypt. They murmured about what God was cooking then. It wasn't new enough. See, it's easy to complain about something you don't contribute to, but the Bible says where two or three... You come on, you open the service with it, Brother Robinson. Uh, when you begin to agree, he said, that's where I am. Come on, some of you are looking at me to, and you're depending on one. But baby, it depends just as much on you as it does on Matthew Tuttle. Matthew Tuttle ain't the magic pill. It's all about us tonight. They were all in one place and one accord. And then all of a sudden the supernatural started happening. We, 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 we put a lot of emphasis on the fact that they all spoke with other tongues. But friend, before they all spoke the supernatural tongue together, they all spoke the natural tongue together. They were all verbally agreeing. Come on, it is not a new revelation that brought them into verbal agreement. It was verbal agreement that brought them a new revelation. Come on, it's a the supernatural. The demonstration we seek is 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 going to come uh, as uh, from faith. And and, and 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 then let me tell you something: the supernatural does not produce faith. The source of faith is the Word of God. You start preaching His Word, and that begins to bring forth faith. Come on, I'm telling you, miracles, uh, that's not what you need. You need the Word of God. And when you have the, come on, these signs shall follow them that have faith, them that believe. I'm not looking to follow a miracle. I don't need a supernatural demonstration to believe. But when I start believing, the supernatural takes place. I want the supernatural. So my faith has However, you can preach the word and not have demonstration because it's not agreed on. Again, I say unto you that if two or of you shall agree on earth as touching anything, they shall ask, it's going to be done. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You have to agree. Preaching with the preacher is not subject to your filter of if it was good enough to say amen or not. Oh, preacher, you need to get a little more excited to get me excited. No, all I need to do is get up here and preach the word of God. And you agree with it. And we can have the supernatural outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I had one of them, one lady say, oh, but Brother Tuttle, I, I don't like it that you keep saying, come on, somebody help me preach. I just want to sit here and listen. I said, yeah, you're kind of like the church there in Numbers chapter 13. The 12 spies went out, came back, gave their report, and the preacher said, let's go to the promised land. And only two said, Amen. Joshua and Caleb were the only two that said amen. You know what the rest of the congregation did? 14-2 and all the children of Israel murmured. They murmured. They, they were saved, but they were complaining. They were out of Egypt, but they were still complaining. Now, they didn't have the guts to complain against God. So the Bible says they complained against the ministry, Moses and Aaron. And you know who you can put it up there if you want? The whole congregation, the whole church said unto them, Would to God that we'd have died in, Egypt, in the land of Egypt if we'd have died in the wilderness. In verse 11, God says to Moses, How long are they going to provoke me? But hold on, they weren't complaining against you, God. They were complaining against me. I'm the preacher. Oh, but God said, No, Moses, when they complain against the preacher, they're complaining against me. Well, 
that that sermon wasn't good enough to get me on my feet. Hey, what you're saying is what God fed you wasn't good enough to get you on your feet. You're not complaining against your pastor. You're not complaining against your complaining. You better watch out what you talk about around the dinner table. I don't care if you don't like the songs that are being sang. I don't care if you do like, don't like the fact it's on the screen and we're not in the hymnal. You better watch out what you're saying. It's not against the ministry. It's not against the man. It's against God. He's God's man. Hey, watch what happens in 29. Your carcasses, here's what God got upset. He said, you, you, you people that don't say amen during the preaching, here's what's going to happen. Your carcass is going to fall in the wilderness. Come on, put it up there, 20, amen. And those who numbered you according to the whole multitude from the 20 years old and upward, which have murmured against me, doubtless, ye shall not come into the land. You're not going to enter promise. You, you, you're going to come out of Egypt, but you're not going to go into promise. That's what he said. I'm in the Bible right here. Concerning which I swear to make you dwell therein. But hold on, there's going to be two that get to go. You know who gets to go in the promise? It's the guys back there. When the preacher said, let's go, they got up on their feet and said, let's go, preacher. That's why you haven't got to your promise. Is you haven't learned how to agree. Hey, I don't need a revelatory truth about a fact I believed in my whole life to get me on my feet. I just need a man of God to get anointed. I just need a man of God to say, yes, you can. God can deliver you from drugs. He can heal you. He can set you free. Hey, friend, I'm up on my feet saying, do it, Lord. I agree. Where I pastor, I've taught them we come to the altar every time. Now, now, no, don't, don't you put the pressure on your pastor that he has to tickle your goosebump machine to get you to the altar? You, you come to the altar because, man, he really spoke to me tonight. He, you know, and, and, or you'll come to the altar when you need to get something. But you don't go to altars to get stuff. You go to altars to give stuff. So I told my church, I said, every time there's an altar call, don't you make me wonder whether or not you're going to come and pray. you be the first one in the altar call because you agree with the man of God. Woo! If you're going to come and get something, you better make sure you brought something to give at the altar. Now, this is not an Egypt issue, for they are out of Egypt. This is a dedication and a lack of faith in the church. Spoiled issue. This is a faith problem. When you've got to beg people to preach with you, beg people to come to the altar, beg people to worship, got to have a new song and a new tune and a new octave and a new key. Come on, somebody. But a mature church is a preaching church. Oh, well, I've heard that before. Hey. Football game, it's the same concept every time. Come on. Ball goes through those two, what do they call them, metal deals. And the crowd goes crazy. I'm like, man, you've seen that before. Come on, if I get, come on, your preacher gets up and preaches the new birth message. Don't sit there and say, well, I've heard that before. By God. The ball just went through the goal. You ought to stand up and agree. Man, I live in Holland. They're, in Europe, they're crazy about soccer. And I, was, I, was, I just lived there. And there was a World Cup or some kind of uh, Europe Cup or some kind of soccer match. And all of a sudden, I heard my neighbors, Woo! And they were screaming so loud I could hear them in my house. 
I quickly went over to the house. I thought something was wrong, and I'm a good neighbor. Knocked on the door. I said, is everything okay? They said, yeah. They said, we almost scored a goal. The world gets more excited about an almost. God has never almost And I say if they can shout about it almost, I can shout about all the way. All my sins are gone. I can run. I can dance. Because he is the fullness of the God. He is everything, everything. And I know who he is. I know who he is. I know who he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can be free from Egypt, but never see the walls of Jericho fall. You can follow the messenger, obey the law. But unless you agree, some of you do it, but you don't agree with it. You need to pray. Come on, it's all right to be, obey what you don't agree with. But you need to pray and say, Lord, let me get in the spirit of agreement with my man of God. God will change the way you view things uh, to match the perspective of the man you've submitted yourself. I believe it with all of my heart. Uh, Come on, we got Acts 2 down. We got to repent of our sins, be baptized, fill with the Holy Ghost. But Acts 3 comes when John, Peter, agree. I just, come on, I'm talking about verbal. I'm not just talking about bobbing your head three times. I'm talking about standing up and make a verbal affirmation to let the church know what you believe and where you're standing. Don't make your pastor wonder whether or not you agree with what he's preaching or not. Matter of fact, don't make the sinner wonder whether or not you believe what he's preaching or not. Don't leave him hanging when he starts preaching against worldliness. Don't leave him hanging when he starts preaching the Godhead. Don't leave like you're leaving me hanging right now sitting there. Don't do that to your preacher. But you know what you ought to do? Be up on your feet and say, I agree. When I was... 18 years old, I was living in the States, and my, my dad was more excited about me turning 18 than I was because I got to vote. He's a firm believer. To keep my name Tuttle, I have to vote. You, and matter of fact, to keep my name Tuttle, I have to vote the way he's believing. <laughs> and it's the right way. Hey, man, I vote my morals. If we'd get some more Americans voting their morals... Well, I turned 18, but I, I was working on the, the election day. The election, following election day came up, and it was just a local election for like the, I don't know, uh, county commissioner or uh, sheriff. I can't remember. It wasn't like the presidential election, you know. And so I, I was 18, and I'd, I'd worked a double shift. I got out of, out of work. I was heading home. It was late at night. My phone rang. Dad's in Holland. Ring, ring. Matt? Yeah. Did you, did you, did you vote today? I said, oh, man, Dad. I forgot. Oh. He said, oh. I said, well, hey, Dad, at least I didn't vote for the wrong guy. <laughs> you know, I was trying to just prevent the verbal tongue lashing I was about to get. He said, Matt, when you don't vote, you're voting for the wrong guy. There is no neutral ground. Hold on. I'm going to do a little experiment with you I did Sunday at my church. I want everybody to say, boo! boo. No way! No say that. Now, I'm going to say something you agree with, but I want you to disagree with me verbally, okay? Um, you can be healed tonight. Um, God can do anything. Now, we're going to do the same thing. I'm going to say the same things, and you're not going to say a word. Complete silence, okay? God can do anything. 
He can heal you. Have you felt the climate change at all? From you booing to saying nothing, the climate stayed exactly the same. Because saying nothing is booing. Now watch this. I want everybody to stand to your feet and start agreeing with me. God can heal your body. He can deliver you from drugs. He can heal you. Do you feel the climate begin? And now the drug addict saying, I believe it, I believe it. The cancer patient saying, I believe it, I believe it. I believe it, I believe it, I believe it. Yes, he can. Yes, he Woo! The devil don't mind me preaching like a fool. Just as long as you don't agree with it. But when we come together and we start agreeing, the devil gets nervous. That's why he's got you locked into your pew. So solid. Come on. But if you'd ever learn the power of agreement, if you'd ever learn to agree, you'd start getting as anointed as I am. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, something would begin to transpire. So they all die. And the next generation crosses the Jordan River. And they come to Jericho. And God said, now you know how we're going to beat them. We're going to all have a verbal agreement. He said, I want everybody to start moving. And I want you to start making noise. Everybody. But we have gone around this wall before. I have seen this before. I have done this before. Yeah, it don't matter. If you want the walls of Jericho to come down, look what he did to your daddy. I don't want to end up like daddy. Carcass laying in the desert. So I'm going to get with the preacher and say, Yeah! And the walls come down. The walls come down. And we just read in Luke chapter 15. Jesus. These Jesus crazies. Radicals. Extremists. Man, I'm glad I'm one of them. They're out having loud church. Hey, we read it. They were out having loud church. Now, loud church always going to tick off the Pharisees. Pharisees always got a problem with the, the sound. It's a little too loud. Hey, friend, it's not the decibel level. It's the dedication level. Because you're the same guy that goes to the football game and it's 135 decibels complaining about 85 decibels. It ain't got nothing to do with your hearing. It's got to do with your heart. It ain't got nothing to do with the drums. It's a demonic spirit and you got to get it out. Yeah. Now I can say I've never done drugs and I'm proud of it. I've never drank a drop of alcohol, and I'm proud of it. Come on. I get it. I've never, I've, I had, uh, the only wife, the uh, only woman I've ever slept with is my wife. Amen. However, I do struggle, and I did struggle as a teenager, and I struggled with something that was probably even more intense than those things. I struggled with sports when I was a teenager. Let me tell you something. It's just as wrong as the other things I just mentioned. Do you agree? You don't have any business in the house of the Lord. Amen. I, one time I snuck off. I was about 15 years old. One of my friends went to a game. Here, it's confession night. There was a, a man behind me. He started screaming so loud. He was cussing at the ref and I got uncomfortable. 
I was so uncomfortable, you know. And I realized his dedication level was a whole lot higher than my dedication level. And I thought, by the end of the game, he didn't have a voice left. But if I were to take him out of that church house, because that's what it is. It's their church. They raise their hands, they dance, they scream, they shout, and they worship men. It's, it, it's idol worship. There's no other way around that. And if I were to put him in a church, you know what they would, you know, I live in a country where they have cathedrals that are massive, that are thousands of years old. They're huge stained glass windows. And when you go into them, shh, it says it on signs. Please be silent. Shh. Don't, don't, don't move too much and don't be too However, there are two things God needed to create. Even God needed these two things. For when he decided to create, the Bible says the spirit of the Lord moved and then the voice of the Lord spoke. So for, in order for there to be creation, there has to be motion and there has to be sound. And you think you're going to have something happen in your life sitting on your pew like a bump in a log not saying anything. That's a lie from hell. If God has to move and God has to talk, you got to get up and you got to talk. That's why we talk back. That's why we scream. That's why we run. That's why we dance. Because we need a miracle. We need something to happen. We need something to transpire in this house. I've come to tell you today, uh, God is in motion uh, because he's alive. Everything alive uh, is moving. Uh, everything that's alive is in motion. Uh, and before he spoke, he moved. Uh, we pursue the voice of God. But I tell you what our generation needs is a move of God. You want to know why? Come on, some of you said, I need a word, I need a word. Why am I not getting a word? Because there's some stuff you haven't moved out of your life. And until you can move some things, God, you can wait all day. But God's not going to speak anything until you learn how to come. Some of you need to go home and throw some things out of the closet. Some of you need to move some relationships out. Some of you need to move some stuff off the iPod. Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on. Can I get a daddy to agree with me? I said in God. God loves movement. Come on. He's attracted to people who move. John the Baptist heard about Jesus. He was still in his mother's womb. Do you know what he started doing? He started moving. He started leaping. Because before you ever are going to preach, you got to learn how to leap. You think you're going to get a microphone and have a ministry if you're too ashamed to run the house. Baby, it don't happen that way. Before God lets you speak, he's willing to see. Are you willing to move? surrounded by sound holy holy continually holy continually holy holy somebody say holy start saying it holy keep saying it you are the angels of heaven God is in heaven and in sound for he's continually keep saying it keep saying it you can't be tired I'm screaming and I don't I'm not even tired holy holy Holy, holy, uh, come on, he's always, that's why there was a pomegranate and a bell, pomegranate and a bell at the hymn, because he said, my tabernacle's always going to have sound in it, uh, and that will be the symbol of life in the tabernacle. Holy, holy, and God is sitting in his royalty, in his throne in heaven, surrounded by praise, uh, surrounded by praise, uh, and all of a sudden, uh, in the atmosphere of praise, uh, God stands up and says, let there be light. 
out. You want God to speak? Why don't you start saying holy, 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 holy. I'm praising you, Lord, not for what I have, but for what I need. Holy, let the waters be parted. Holy, come on, let the dry land appear. Holy. He lives in praise. So if you want him to live with you, why don't you start making some noise? Why don't you raise your voice? Why don't you create a sound of praise? That's why he said, if they don't make a noise, the stones will make a noise. Because I'm going to find a dwelling place in this earth. But preacher, what do I do on my job when I can't sound forth praise? Well, that's beautiful. You're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that should show it. So we sound it and we show it. It's Come on, there's a lot of people who know how to sound it. But our praise looks different. I've seen others try to fake what we have. And they can't. You know why they can't? Follow peace with all men and holiness and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. The world sees our our, our praise our holiness that's why the charismatics can sing all they want sing our songs dance like we do but it looks funny and it feels funny because they're not worshiping the Lord in the beauty of they're not showing it forth hey then they they try to make us feel stupid they should feel they're the imitation oh You guys are just putting on a show. Hey, you bet your bottom dollar. Have you seen Jesus yet? I've been trying to show him to you all night long. Ladies, you're young. You're long hair. You're showing off Jesus. I said, come on. You're holy dress. You're showing off Jesus. The fact you don't go to the club, you're showing off Jesus. You don't go to the movies because you're showing off. You're going to a different show. Woo! Yeah! And everybody lives holy. For let everything that hath breath shout it and show it, everybody. Well, I, I, I've got some exception clauses to my holiness because we've got a vacation house and it's different out there. Well, I will bless the Lord at His praise, sounding it and showing it, will be in my mouth continually. Holiness is not something just for Sunday. It's something you live every day. You're showing for God's looking for a people that will praise him. I said he's looking for a generation that'll sound it forth and show it forth. Hey friend, they might have a bigger band and more lights, but we've got the beauty of holiness. I know they've got prettier colored lights. They're trying to find a substitute for the beauty of holiness. I'm glad I believe. I'm glad I'm part of this. I want everybody to sit down. You know, I'm a man. And and, and holiness speaks more to our conduct. Women, 
Come on, if you're here, I, I, didn't, I don't have this on my notes. I've never done it. If you're here, since you've been born again, you've never cut your hair. Why don't you stand up? And they walk through the mall and look different. These, these are heroes. Come on, I'm tired of preachers demanding of their women what they're afraid to preach in the pulpit. And every man, you ought to give them an applause. Because nobody ever looked at you funny walking down the mall in your suit. But they wonder why they got skirts on and why they got long hair. So I say, thank you for showing forth the praises of God. What you're doing is praising. Your hair is giving glory. I said it's giving glory. It's the beauty. Woo! He is little. Oh, come on, somebody begin to praise him. Come on, somebody begin to praise him. Somebody begin to glorify. Come on, I've only been preaching 35 minutes. Somebody begin to praise him. Yay! Come on! He inhabits, he lives in the sound and in the beauty. So I know he's here. We read We read in our opening text about Jesus coming, descending down the Mount of Olives, and, and there's the radical camp meeting going on. The crazy Pentecostals running on. Hey, holy rollers is not just a term, it's a reality. And I hope my generation doesn't get too proud to holy roll. I've rolled on the floor. Yeah, I have. And I'm proud of it. You say it kills my pride, but it gives me a renewed pride in my God. It kills the flesh, but it builds my spirit. They were rolling on the floor. They had, they had the sound system peaking. It was squealing every once in a while. Because it was camp meeting loud. That's how, that's how Pentecostals do it. That's how they were doing it. Jesus. You know why they were doing it? Because Jesus was there. Anytime Jesus is really there, there's radical people. I can tell people who have the revelation of who Jesus is. They're radical. Worshippers, radical. But in, in every church service, you have some Pharisees. You have some people wrapped up, you know, with the sound too loud. I've had a, man, I had a guy come to my church when I first got there, brought a decibel meter. You had him? On his, on his iPhone. This guy had a full-blown... I mean, it, I knew... Everybody knew because he was standing in the back like this. And if they didn't know what it was, they knew when he did this. I prayed about it. He came back the next Sunday. I looked at the sound man and went... Either he's going to change or he's going to go. But we're not going to turn it down. They had Mr. Decibel Meter at their church too. He was complaining to Jesus. Jesus, it's too loud. Could you tell him to... Turn it sound is spiritual. That's why it could bring down the walls of Jericho. There's something spiritual about sound. When it gets a little loud and you get uncomfortable, it's not because the volume is too loud. It's something in your spirit that needs to change. Listen to me. He's the prince of the air. You begin to shout, it begins to rip his kingdom. He gets nervous, and that's why you're getting nervous. Uh, hmm. A revival church is always a loud church.
so loud that 120 without a sound system could he reach 3,000. That's loud. And Jesus, he, 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 he looks at the Pharisee. He says, Mr. Pharisee, I could shut him up. I'm God. I can do whatever I want. I can make a mountain and make it a chocolate sundae. I can do whatever I want. I'm God. He said, but if I shut them up, do you know what would happen? He said, you see, you see those stones over there? They would start to cry out. Now, I kind of have a sense of humor, and I just wish he would have been like, hold on, guys. Hold on, New Bethel. Hold on, Camp Meeting. i got to prove a point to Super Spiritual in the back with his decibel meter. Could you guys just be real quiet? I gotta come on, I gotta prove a point to the Mr. Know it all theologian, been to all these guys, knows everything, but has never has known so much he's forgot how to praise God. Could you, what what do you think would have happened? Oh, I know what would have happened. All of a sudden. Woo! Give me the mic, Jesus. I gotta testify, for I'm I'm Jacob Stone. And I got to tell you, about a night, I had an encounter with a man. And he laid his head on me. Oh, I've been waiting years to tell it. He laid his head on me. And in the middle of the night, angels started surrounding me. I got to tell you that the next morning, he built an altar. Oh, let me tell you. Let me cry out about the anointing. How that oil went over me from the top of my head. Oh, I can tell you about if you're here and you've ever been anointed, you want to shout because there's a rock that can take your place. Oh! Be quiet, Jacob Stone, because I got to testify. Oh, I got to cry out because I... I don't know where the rest of me is. I'm getting kind of old, but whew, thank you, Jesus, for shutting them up. I've been waiting years to cry out. I'm, I'm the rock. I was in the middle of the desert. Children of Israel came by. They was mumbling and grumbling. But next thing you know, that preacher slapped me upside my head. Next thing you know, I felt something begin to bubble up inside of my belly. Next thing you know, water. And this spake he of the Holy Ghost, for he said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living. If you've got the Holy Ghost, you ought to cry out. There's a rock, there's a rock, there's a rock that can cry out. Jacob Stone, Moses Stone, that's powerful. Thank you, Jesus, for shutting them up. I've been laying here years, just wanting to testify. Because I, I was on the top of the wall of Jericho. <laughs> and I can tell you something about sound. Those children of Israel, they came over the water, through that water, and then they started marching because they were moving. There were some of them that were complaining about the fact they were going in circles. But the preacher kept saying, at least we're moving. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody. Feels like you're going in circles. You need to shout because you're still alive and you're still moving. Woo! Hey, boy, you should have heard the people of Jericho. They were mocking and making fun of them, laughing at them. 
But when they started to shout, when they started making noise, you know, it sounded kind of like the church service that you just shut up, Jesus. They were shouting like those people. And all of a sudden, the stone under me began to shake. And the stone under him. Next thing you know, I was laying on the ground. And some Israelite's foot was on top of me as he crawled into that city. And they had And if God has ever taken down a wall in your life, if he's ever made a way, there there seemed to be no way. If come on, come on, you didn't have the cash, you didn't have the credit, but somehow, some way, you ought to shout, you ought to cry out. I know I'm little, but I gotta testify. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for shutting them up. I've been holding it in for so long. See, I was I was just a little little nobody, minding my business at the bottom of a babbling brook, just letting the water work away the rough spots in my life. I can't say I was all that dissatisfied with where I was. But then all of a sudden, the hand of the shepherd. Somebody trying to tell you, you can't get out of where you are. You can get out of where you are without a preacher. Hey friend, if you don't have a shepherd in your life, you'll always be stuck at the bottom of a babbling brook. Thankful for my preacher's hand that reached. He picked me up. Then he put me in a in a little bag, and we started going somewhere. Now I didn't know where I was going, but I was so glad I wasn't where I was. Well, if I just knew what God had for me, if I just knew where he was taking me, if I just knew, hey, why don't you stop wishing for what you don't have and start thanking him you're not at the bottom of the mud pit. Woo! He could have picked any other stone. He could have picked anybody else. But some while, some way, he reached down and he picked me. Hey, and then all of a sudden, that boy started picking up speed. I didn't know what was going, but I knew it was about to get exciting. And next thing you know, that same hand that picked me up put me in this sling. And I started spinning. And I've got to testify and be truthful and admit I got a little dizzy. Some of you, come on, some of you are complaining because it's not tulips and Belgium chocolates. Sometimes it gets a little dizzy spinning on the potter's wheel. But instead of, instead of complaining, why don't you celebrate that you're not slung off, that you're not purposeless. But that if he's spinning me, he must have something for me. He, I'm a taka, I'm a, God is enough for me. I'm not in the mud anymore. And when, when my shepherd released me, and that's the only time you leave. All of a sudden, I wasn't dizzy anymore. I saw the head of the giant and I knew my destiny. I was going to take him down. 
it was my moment. And I headed straight for that giant. And I hit him upside the head. And the giant fell on the ground. And I'm here to tell you tonight, giants still can fall. I don't care what's come against you. I don't care what you've been through. I'm here to tell you. And if you can't praise him, I said if you can't praise him for a giant falling, there's a little rock laying in the sands of time that can say he'll make a way where there seems to be no way. I don't care how big the doctor's report is. I don't care how big the problem is. I don't care the giant in your life. He can do it. He's done it before. Somebody ought to radically agree with me. If you've had a giant fall down, you ought to run an aisle. You ought to roll. You ought to shout. You ought to agree. And watch another giant fall. Watch another wall come down. Watch him make a way where there seems to be no way. I can go all night. Woo! I got a test of it. See, we're going to have church tonight. I, bought the, I brought the backup praisers. I have never preached here before. So I made sure and brought some rocks in case you didn't respond. Because I'm going to pray with something praising tonight. It's either going to be him or it's going to be one of you. I said I'm going to have a breakthrough tonight. Something's going to happen tonight. Because... Woo! I was in his hand and he called himself Legion. The blood is still on me. And he would take me and scrape me across his body until he bled. Demonic fury and anger. I know the feeling of the demonic power of, of addictions, of chains. Mm. Some of you have forgotten where the Lord has brought you from. He would cut himself. They said there was no man that could tame him. Chains, they bound him. Cords, they, they, they had nothing. The world had no answer. But then, that man sitting upon that colt got off the boat. I'll never forget him. And when he got off, oh, I got to testify. Demons and deity, they can't be at the same place at the same time. Oh, all of a sudden... He commanded them into pigs and they went in the water. And I'm here to tell you, he's a deliverer. And if he's ever delivered you from anything, you ought to say, never will a rock cry out in my place. Never will a rock take my testimony. I gotta praise him. I've gotta praise him. I've gotta praise him. I've gotta praise him for everything he's done. Everything he's gonna do. I'm gonna put that out of my you want a demonstration on this last night? Why don't you get with somebody? Come on. Come on. We're not going to have spectators anymore. Come on. If your mind needs to be blown, baby, we're done. You need to grab somebody by the hand. And you need to start agreeing with them. Why don't you agree with them for a miracle? I'm not preaching to these. I'm preaching to you. Chilling in the back. Grab somebody by the hand. I want verbal agreement. I want you to shout their name. If you don't know their name, shout his name. Come on, you ought to speak in tongues again. You ought to shout again. You ought to roll again. You ought to ride again. You ought to leap again. You ought to rejoice again. You ought to praise ye the Lord. 
breath. Everything that has breath. Everything that has breath. Praise ye the Lord. Come on. Come on. Never will a rock. Never will a rock. Never will a rock cry. It's Friday night. You ain't got nothing else to do. It's Friday night. Why don't you link up with somebody? Why don't you dance this Friday night away? Why don't you make your monumental moment of your burning time in your spiritual existence? Come on.